Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 17 of Grey Wolf Footy. You're joined by Fitzy, and I've got the madman sitting alongside me, looking handsome as ever. How are you? Yeah, I'm good yourself. It's good to uh, finally be in the same room. Obviously, restrictions have... uh, Lifted for us to be able to get back into the studio, so I know. we can hear our voices a lot more clear, and hopefully the ladies like it. Exactly right. Hopefully the ladies like it. There's hopefully a few ladies in my life that like it in particular, Gracie. But uh, it's been a, I guess we could almost say it's been a big season at this point. We're at round 18. Maybe thought we wouldn't even make it this far at one point in the season. So mm-hmm. it's great that we're now getting to the end of the season, end of the Supercoach season, and of course finals are just around the corner. But before we get into this week's games, let's talk some Supercoach. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm over it. I'm out. I'm on the NFL. It's NFL season. Yeah, and I'm is. already over that. I so. was going to say, we can talk about all your injuries in NFL, but let's round up the uh, the Grey Wolf Pack League. And our boy Boners, Anthony, big shout out to him. He's been a huge fan. He's taking on Arthur, black and white. This could be an interesting matchup, Gracie. It was a, a few almost lopsided affairs in the prelim finals. Arthur beating our mate John O by around 100 points there. And surprisingly, maybe the upset of the whole season is Boners, our boy, uh, defeated Tyler Neville by a good 200 points, which uh, I haven't looked at Tyler's team. Maybe there was a, a captain choice might have let him down, which I think was your case in a league or yep. two. Uh, but, geez, it's been a good season and a very competitive one too. Oh, absolutely. And I think that hurt a lot of people on the weekend was the uh, the captain Captain Choice Fitzy, um, you know, my VC let me down and then um, Lockie Neal got tagged. So yeah. a couple of popular choices went down, but we still had, there were still options of Fife and Kelly, but it's very hard. Like Kelly was coming back from um, missing some footy and Fife, you just don't know what Fife's going to turn up on the day mm, and that's what right. Frio's going to turn up. So um, just looking through, I've got bonus team up here. I was, uh, I was pretty pleased. I'll just throw in there. I'm way out of this, but I'd bond to Pally, Captain. He's he's come home with a wet sail. I think he's going to trap yeah. a lot of people next year. I definitely wouldn't pick him again, but you know he does get the odd big one there. But yeah, Neil coming up with the 55. Jeez, he's had some bad scores. He's had a couple just at the wrong time of the year, hasn't yep. he? So I'd say there's a lot of coaches out there pulling their hair at us. To Unfortunately, you know, for looking at Tyler's team, he was one short in the forward line. So, oh, there you go. Um, that, that may have done, outdone him, unfortunately. So... Um, but yeah, there's a uh, good matchup this week, Fitzy, and um, yeah, we've spoken about Boners for since the start of the year, so he's <laughs> uh, he's come all the way through and. If he wins, we might have to just see if we can't get him on down the line for I a couple of minutes. I think we will. Yeah, I think whoever wins uh, will get on the line and we'll have a chat. And we'll, we'll, like I was saying to you off, off air, next week, obviously, we've got a bye in the AFL before the finals start. So next week's show, we'll come in and we'll talk a bit about Supercoach, what worked, what didn't. We'll sort of uh, go through our teams, you know, and a few lessons for next year. Maybe preview a few players. I know there's been some rumblings. I think we mentioned it last week on maybe Fife being a forward. You know, is Martin yep. going to be a forward as well? That's often the big talking point in the offseason is what? Uh, position changes we're going to have, but have you got any trades left this week, or you sort of you've sort of? I got one now. trade left, and obviously probably Doherty's going to have to come out. Yeah, yep. Someone like a, a Zach Williams or someone yep. just to finish off the year on a high. I mean, yeah. I projected like nearly twenty six hundred. So yeah. um, finish off on a high. You did yeah. that last year, didn't you? Didn't you finish in the I, top? I finished last top hundred in the last, last round. round. <laughs> I scored like two thousand eight hundred or something. I think yeah, it was. So I love that highest ever by a country mile. But it, <laughs> I was out of everything. So. 
because um, I had I think that was when Kelly double tonned and I had him oh, I had him VC okay. so yeah. I, I managed to do the loophole on Kelly yeah, at 200 yeah. so yep. that's, uh, that always helps so. yeah that's it and it's interesting because one of the guys from the Jock Reynolds crew General Saunas is coming first overall at the moment so oh, I really? think it's pretty close in the top 10 I mean I'm nowhere near it so it doesn't worry me anymore <laughs> but yeah Doc it'll have to go and I'm going to bring Cade Simpson in just for one last game he's been in my team every year for so long and um, I guess he's announced his retirement so we'll throw him Farewell in there for one last tour in, uh, in the Granada Gators. Exactly right. So One last game for Before Granada. we do get into the footy though, Fitzy, Certainly. I think um, we've got to mention our, our boy Jono. Um, obviously, he's made a few questionable calls and, <laughs> and gave us a few uh, a few tips along the way, didn't he? I think at some yeah. stage, Fitzy. So I just want to give him a shout out that I think he's going to be running one short this week. So hopefully he didn't make any finals or anything. But we love you, Jono. And um, no doubt we'll be into the Big Bash uh, oh, fantasy yeah. at some stage soon. So, And hopefully for his sake, Fitzy, it's the second game of the round that his boys uh, get a win in yeah. the finals. I'm sure he's probably more wrapped about that at the moment. So. Absolutely. But what you're actually trying to say is better luck next year, you big jerk. <laughs> so we'll move on to the footy. This will be out on the Wednesday, uh, Wednesday tomorrow. It is for us recording. So you yep. get some time before the first game starts and we'll go over some super coach tips along the way. My boys, North Melbourne, taking on West Coast at Metricon. North Melbourne's paying $8.50, Gracie. That probably yep. tells you enough about the game, but yep. uh, I'm not feeling overly confident about this one, but hopefully Shaw plays some of the kids and we get a bit of a preview of what's to come yep. next season. But uh, I think you're probably going to agree with me on that summary. I think West Coast, um, a lot of people are writing them off. And I think I said a few weeks ago, their record in Queensland is is horrible. And they've only yeah. really won yep. when they've gone back to Perth. But I don't know what's happened the last couple of weeks. They've just sort of seemed to click into gear. And you know, there's probably been a couple of games that they've unfortunately lost that, that's going to cost them a top four. So as we'll get along um, soon, the top four is pretty much almost set. So, yep, yep. Um, But for me, Fitzy, who do you think at the, out of that north side from last week, who's on the, I guess, chopping block for their career? Mason playing. Wood, probably yep. number one. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's a few guys that aren't playing at the moment. Jamie McMillan would be very close yeah. as well. Ta- was it Taylor? Taylor, Taylor Garner. Garner. I think he, yeah, look, he'd be lucky because like Kane Turner and young um, Curtis Taylor have overtaken him yep. now. So I think he's probably in a bit of trouble. Um, then you've got the likes of Pollock and all these guys, Pittard, that are up in the air. Uh, look, I think they'll stay, but I just, I feel like, you know, I've seen Aiden Kaur is linked to North Melbourne. He's pretty much a done deal to get to North Melbourne. If we could if we could pick up a, a Zach Williams, maybe clean out, you know, so Aaron Hall might not stick around for another season. A couple of those yeah, guys. Marley Williams even. Uh, yeah, Marley Williams is probably not too many uh, guys in defence other than maybe like Perez who played last week to come in and take their spot but one thing that was really encouraging in the back end of the season is Mackay getting games dirt and got a few games in there uh, you know Larky got a lot of games once he was fit you know and, and don't forget like you know we've got Cunnington out we've had Ben mm. Brown out like most of the team's been out most of this year yeah. uh, I still think our best 22 it's not a it, we're not contending for any grand finals but I still think it's top 8 worthy yeah. if everyone's fit uh, and you know like, like I think last year we ended up 10th or 11th so you yeah. know that's probably about where we should have been this year. So it is a pretty disappointing year for North. But one good thing, I suppose, and this is the, the danger, if Adelaide win and we lose, we finish last. So at least we get a top one pick. pick but um, yeah. And do you think um, Ben Brown's going to be the big talking point for the most of the preseason yeah, for he, North? Yeah, he or? will. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed pretty early on. Yep. Um, the only the only person who said he's leaving was Caroline Wilson, and then that just sort of blew up. He's never uh, said that he's interested in leaving or yeah, going anywhere else. wouldn't believe anything that comes out of that mouth. But no, and we won't talk too much about no. that. But, um, yeah, yeah, look, it's, uh, is it a, it's a big season of question marks. I think Reeshaw's really uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's been a baptism of fire for him. Like, I expect like, the way he coached the team last year, and even you know, round one against St Kilda coming back from a – 
deficit at three-quarter time. Like, you know, the signs yeah. were there, but it's really tested him this year in a really difficult year. But you can't discount the fact that we've had a lot of injuries. And I know some teams have been affected a lot more, but pretty sure if it was last week or the week before, there was only 27 healthy players to pick from or something like that. So, you know, those things don't come out in the news. But, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be surprised if Ben Brown left. I really would be. And him and, and yep. Larky is going to be an awesome combination for yeah, a number absolutely. of years to come. But absolutely. we're probably – we really need that probably A-grade midfielder. Like, we couldn't get Kelly. Davies Uniac showed some massive signs. And he's a – you know, they're calling him the next Chris Judd sort of mould. Um, he's been unreal. And, you know, Simpkins has been unreal. Jed Anderson, all these guys that will hopefully be household names in a few years' time. So yeah. that's we'll what see you what happens. You've got to sell the club on that and, yeah. and sell to those, you know, free agents that you're looking to – Attracted. Yep, yep. That's why you see, you know, Hawthorne were known as the destination club for quite a while, and you know they've slipped right down the ladder this year. And you would think that a, a player that's looking at, you know, leaving a club for success, they mm. probably wouldn't be going to a, a, a Hawthorne yeah. as, as yep. you usually would. But um, you know, even West Coast has been a destination club. Collingwood always is because of mm. how big they are, yep, and yep. Um, obviously, you know, Geelong with success, we've managed to get a couple down there. And um, but yeah, it's just a matter of you've got to sell them on those young players which yeah. you know once they get another probably 30 or 40 games it'll be a bit, bit of a different story I think so absolutely and one thing that's sort of been really hard for North Melbourne I've said this amongst other North fans is we haven't actually bottomed out like yeah. we hit they hit those prelim finals in 2014 2015 it, like every year we seem to finish you know around 10th to 12th even when we're having a bad season so we haven't had a, a really high draft pick for for ages for years so yeah. if we can go to the draft pick up a gun midfielder who I'd be targeting maybe pick up an extra like an Aiden call would be a perfect fit for us um, and then I think we can sort of build off that but um, yeah look hopeful for next season and I wouldn't mark I mean this season's been pretty disappointing but you know I've seen a lot of good signs that we haven't seen in the past because Brad's got never played the damn kids whereas at least Reshore is so it's really exciting to get some more games into those boys but let's move on to the Friday night game Grace you did briefly mention it before and this is going to be a huge game in terms of the structure of the final eight uh, St Kilda taking on the Giants and the betting odds are quite quite even they've got St Kilda ahead I'm keen to hear analysis of this one yeah, the Giants, uh, for me, Fitzy, have probably been uh, very underwhelming this year. Um, injuries haven't helped, but I suppose every club at some stage this year has had injury issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Giants, you know, it's, I don't know, they've gone from a grand final to quite possibly, even if they win this week, they might not make the top eight. So, um, like, there's, what, a 10% percentage between them and St Kilda. Yeah, so, yep. they'd have to win quite comfortably and hope the Doggies um, lose for them to make it. So um, there's some, you know, interesting games that are going to affect the last two spots in the in the top eight. But um, I know on form, Fitzy, you'd probably go St Kilda at yeah, the moment yep. for mine. Like Giants are, Giants are just, you don't know, like Caniglio dropped. That's yeah, your captain, big yeah. statement. And, you know, do you bring him back in? Even though he's out of form, he's he's in your best 18 um, starting. So I don't know. That's it's a big question to you. I, I'd be bringing him back in because you want your best players in there, but his form doesn't really warrant um, selection no, at all. So. Strange. It's strange what's going on. And I read something earlier today that I don't know how true it is that Leon Cameron's put to the group, if you don't want to be here, get out, essentially. Yep. That's from the Aiden Core thing of wanting to leave. And yeah, he was a guy who was one of their better players earlier yep. in the season. So it's just hard to see. But it's a massive season of what-ifs. Obviously, the Giants lost to Adelaide there a couple of weeks ago and only just to Melbourne last week. They should have won both of those games. They shouldn't even be worried about making the top eight. They should just be worried about who they're playing round one of the finals. So. Yep. Very, very bizarre signs from the Giants, who still, you'd argue, have the best list in the AFL on paper. You know, yeah. Geelong and West Coast would be close, but they would have probably the best yeah. list in terms of talent I, in the AFL. I think, I think what's what's going to happen at the end of the year will be similar 
when um, in 07, or 06, no, it was 06 where Geelong just, first three games, I think they lost by a combined yeah. like nearly 200 points. Um, and then they, they just had this team meeting and just said, enough's enough, get yep, your crap yep. together or get out. And then from there, I think they won like 10 of the next 13, yeah, 12 games sort or something. Out. So yep. um, it might just be something like that for the Giants that off the off season. If Leon Cameron said that, I think you've you know you got to be pretty serious if there's mm. guys that are just you know, half, yeah, half that's true. committed. It's, like you don't want yeah. them at your footy club. So. Yeah. Do you think it's for them it's more like... Uh, not not maybe Leon Cameron obviously factors in there, but maybe the captains not being as strong. Like it's, I, I don't know. Like like it's hard to see where it's actually gone wrong for the Giants. Yeah, it's probably I guess Stephen Kinnickler is a different captain to uh, Phil Davis, Davis yeah. and a, a Callum Ward. Yeah. So the leadership obviously is going to be in question and um and and that. But um, you know, it's not just those guys. It's the guys that are just on the edge of the leadership group, like mm. a you know even a Toby Green. Stepping up, Jeremy Cameron. Yep, yep. Like it's the senior guys, so that need to bring along the younger, younger guys mm. that are coming through. Mm. So even like yeah, Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto, they're yeah, they're all leaders, now, aren't they? So. Yeah, it's, and even even some of their selection choices, like they had Buckley debut on the weekend, and they've had Riccardi come in, they've had that guy Hutchison. Like they've had a lot of guys that have come in, played two games, and then yep. nothing else. So don't know what's going on there at the GWS Giants, but we'll talk a bit more about the top eight at the end of the, the game wrap-up, Gracie. So let's move on to the Saturday games. We've got three coming up, and this is another one that's going to help dictate that top eight. It's Melbourne taking on Essendon. And Essendon, we've talked a lot of rubbish about them lately. Uh, is there any chance they can sort of go out on the on a high for this season? Oh, I don't think so, Fitzy. I think Melbourne have got too much to play for um, for that, that final eight spot. So I think... Um, uh, Melbourne are in a similar spot to GWS. Their their list on yeah, paper is, yep. is amazing, and I, I just don't know what it is from week to week that they just can't put it together. And we saw it a couple of years ago mm. when they when they finished the season strong and made mm. it mm. almost made it to a grand final. So um, I just it's it's strange that two teams that you know one's gone from a grand final to probably yeah. missing the eight yep. to another one that nearly made a grand final who missed finals and then probably gonna could miss finals again. So. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I think Melbourne will win. Essendon are just a complete shambles, Fitzy. I think, you know, a bit of a clean out after this year. And obviously, yep, yep. Um, we saw Bell Chambers is going to pull the pins. That obviously gives an op- opportunity for Sam Draper to be the n- number one ruckman. But, you know, they've got Joe Danaher to, to worry about and yeah, try and lock true. in. And yep. they, they really need another four that's going to kick him 30 or 40 goals instead of Joe Danaher. Mm. So you kind of need two guys. So like Geelong's got Hawkins and like, you know, a Rowan or, an, or yeah, a Gaz yeah. or yep. someone like that. But, um, you know, in Richmond have got Lynch and Rewalt. Um, Collingwood have got Dugowie and, mm. you know, there's Stevenson, there's Maynard, those sort of guys there. So each team um, needs to at least have two guys that are going to kick you 30 to yeah. 40 goals. So Great point, actually. Um, yeah. it's, it seems like Essendon don't have that. For me at the moment, so I don't even know who the top goal kicker for us yeah. is at the moment. I was so. actually just going to check that because it's a it's, it's a fascinating point, and you know I don't even know how to use this damn website for the AFL. It's so hard <laughs> to use. I'll try and find goals as I'm talking, but I guess that's a good point because you know they brought Devin Smith across to kick goals, and McDonald Tip and Woody. Here's their leading goal kicker being McDonald Tip and Woody. He's kicked 19. String has kicked 14. He's missed a bit of footy, but you're right. It's guys like Townsend. It's guys like Zaharakis, Laverde is one I was thinking of. Yeah. James Stewart, yep. Devin Smith, and now playing the back line. 
for some reason. But you're absolutely spot on. Like They just don't have that next guy who they can rely on to kick those 30 yeah. goals, do they? Danaher's going to do it in a normal season. Yeah. But they just need that second and third fiddle who can re- uh, reliably come in and kick goals. Like, you know, Hawkins, 40. Rowan, 19. Myers, 16. Menegola and Duncan, 13, 12. Yeah. Like, and then Danger's going to kick goals and, and he goes it's, forward. It's your midfield's got to contribute as well. But, you know, Geelong there have got three guys that have kicked yeah. 50, over 15 each. Um, and in a normal season, the, the other two would be above 20 yeah, quite exactly easily. Right. So yep. you just need those other other guys. But like someone like a McKernan for mine at Essendon, like he comes in as the f- sort of chipping Ruckman to mm. Bell Chambers. Mm. Well, you got Draper, who's a young kid. Let him be the number one. Let him spend 90% of the time in the ruck. Yep. Why can't McKernan be the second yeah, forward true. option? He just seems to be in and out of that side. And, yeah. you yep. know, there's no reason why. Like he's got the, he's got the marking ability. Mm. He's kicking sometimes a bit off, but... Um, you know, someone like that for me is is someone who needs yeah. to be in that side more consistently, and I yeah. don't know what it is. And yeah, he's hit and miss, but you need to give guys consistency so they get comfortable. Yeah, of course. Um, playing it's it's with any sport, like you know, it's put it into I guess perspective, like the Premier League. There's a couple of guys at the team I sport Arsenal that have been on the outer for the last two years, and all of a sudden they've they've been given confidence mm. by a new manager, and mm. they're 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 in the first team. Yeah. So it's, yep. It could be a change of coach with, with yeah, yeah, Rutten yep. obviously coming in. So we'll just see what happens yeah. in the offseason. But Joe Danaher yep. is going to be, apart from Ben Brown, Joe Danaher is probably going to be the next big thing for the offseason. Yeah, so. it's bizarre, isn't it? And that's and this is why we've got the madman, ladies and gentlemen, for the analysis. He knows his stuff inside and out. And it's a very bizarre thing. And like I'm even thinking at the top of my head, you know, Cole Langford, you'd think, would be a traditional forward. They play him in the midfield. Same with Stringer. Devin Smith's been playing in the back line. I feel like they're just very unsettled. And I, I read another thing earlier today about how Warsfold was come in to sort of give them hope and, you know, the next generation. Now he's probably going to be looked at as a disaster of a coach, at least at his Essendon uh, tenure, I suppose. But it's, um, you know, it's a lot of soul-searching for Essendon over the years, but that's exactly what they're missing. Someone who can reliably kick goals. And it's interesting, if you add, say if you look at that goal kick as we read out and you put Danaher at the start with 40 goals, it probably has a different effect on it. But That'd be top eight for sure. Yeah, because they didn't have that. They just haven't been able to adjust. I mean, even putting Hooker forward, maybe play him as a full forward. They've got enough defenders now to cover him, so yeah, be interesting to see what a new coach brings in an off season, and maybe a few new signings. And but then even so, like I've seen, uh, Adam Sard has been looking possibly to move on. So who really knows what's going to happen at Essendon? But I'd be. Yeah. A bit more frustrated if I was an Essendon supporter, but yeah. we'll keep rolling through these games, Gracie. And the next one, Adelaide taking on Richmond. Uh, Adelaide, the form team of September. I read they've what are they won more games in September than Essendon has in the last seventeen years or something <laughs> like that, which is actually pretty of funny. Of course, there's always an Essendon joke. Uh, yeah. September. Is there any chance that Adelaide wins this game and North Melbourne wins the spoon, or do you think Richmond will keep uh, rolling abs- on? Absolutely, I think so, Fitzy. I think you look at the the form of some of these kids that have. I don't know what's happened the last three weeks, but they've just their confidence has gone through the roof. Like, mm. you know, Lockie Shoal, God, what a game he played last week. Um, you know, Schoenberg and those sort of guys um, mm. stepping up. Riley O'Brien's just you know taking another step as well this year, and um, you know, and they've they've done it without the big names. So yeah, they have. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't knock off Richmond. Richard played really well last week against Geelong and like, watching the game. Richmond sort of, to me, Richmond showed everything last week. Um, they've still got Edwards. Edwards mm. may possibly come back this week. I haven't haven't seen if he's out of quarantine yet, but he's up there. Yep. So that'll be a big inclusion. They lost Soldo. Mm. Um, he's done for all of next year as well at this stage. Um, who else? Lynch obviously did a hammy. Yeah. Um, yep. Twinged it slightly, so he may miss as well. So that's a big out. So yeah, that'd be huge. Falls on Rewalt. So there's a few injury concerns there. Obviously, um, Asprey possibly come back as well as another mm. 
big inclusion. But look, Richmond have always got that that quick ball movement. They they beat Geelong um, at that. Should have won by more. Um, but to me, I think Geelong show. Uh, Richmond showed more than Geelong did last week, so yeah, yep. I'm not o- overly concerned. We'll talk about Geelong when we get to sure. get to that game, but um, I can't see why Adelaide can't win this at all. And yeah, yep. um, it depends whether they want the first pick or the yeah. second pick. <laughs> That's but very I mean, true. it'd be pretty poor for a club to go out there and say we don't want to win this game because we yeah. want the first pick. Like, yeah, you know, the, the quality between the first and second pick, apart from Matt Rowe last year, mm. and and maybe I don't know. Who else in recent years? Oh, it's it's yeah, and maybe like, McCluggage, but then uh, yeah. but Andrew McGrath was just as fine. So. Yeah, so yeah, it's true. The, the, yep. the gap in in skill level there, yeah, isn't yep. massive. So, um, to me, I'd want to finish on the year on a four win streak and yeah, and um, and get off the bottom. So. Yeah, it's uh, and, and one thing, and I'll rewind just, and we can talk a bit more about Geelong when you said, but is it a case of maybe Geelong didn't want to show all their cards to Richmond last week? And I spoke to a. Uh, a, a not famous footy coach, but a local footy coach is a bit of a hero around here. And he was telling me one of the secrets, especially with AFL, is to keep those cards to yourself. So if you play yep. them in a grand final, you throw something completely different at Richmond yep. and all of a sudden they've got no idea what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, Geelong sort of did that in the last quarter. that They had to go for it to win the game. And you sort of saw when, when Geelong went quick and their skills were on, they, mm. they mm. actually got Richmond. So... Um, and and to me, that's what I said last week. As long as we didn't get beaten by you know ten goals, I wasn't yep. overly concerned. The skill, like the pressure from Richmond, was good. Yep. Um, which you're always going to get from Richmond. They're a high pressure team. So, and Geelong's skills were off. Um, you know, part of it due to that pressure. Part mm. of it could just be they were just weren't on yeah, on the yeah, night. Yep, so, yep. Um, it's going to be interesting if they do meet again. But um, yeah, I, I, this game's going to be like I, I'd be keen to tune into this game, Fitzy, yeah. even though it's third versus eighteen. Yeah, could be. A you know, up. watching some of these young kids and Crows fans. You know, we were bagging the Crows out probably six, seven rounds, eight rounds in, but you know they've turned around a lot mm. with these kids, and you can see a lot of hope at the, yeah. at the Crows now. So I think. Yep. From when we first started, I guess, putting the pressure on the Crows and the coach, we thought, you know, is he going to get the rest of the year or are they going to keep him keep mm. him there? I think he's uh, he's starting to instill his own sort of philosophy. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it always culture. takes time, doesn't it? Like, yeah. especially culture is the big word for them. We know they've had those off-season things with a camp happening and whatnot. So, very big signs for the Crows. And, yeah, we definitely will tune into that one, Gracie. $3.95 for the Crows. That's not bad. I'll just throw that in a multi and see what happens. But Absolutely. we'll move on to the last game here. And, uh, and obviously, as we mentioned, Kate Simpson send-off. Maybe Eddie Betts as well. But Carlton are taking on Brisbane at the Gabba. Gosh, you know, Gracie, this is a big one for Brisbane to try and steal top spot off Port Adelaide, who have got Collingwood. This could be a really important game in hindsight, even for percentage-wise. If they can have a big win, there's still a chance they can knock off the top spot. Yep. Um, yeah, I, 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 sorry, I was... One sec. Oh, sorry, that's Tinder. Don't yeah. mind me. No, no, I was looking at the yeah, <laughs> I was looking at the wrong game then. Um, so, yeah, Brisbane Brisbane for me, I think. As you said, like we got Cade Simpson, obviously, hanging up the boots, Fitzy. Um, Eddie Betts, possibly. Mm. Oh, but there was a video, I don't know if you've seen the video of him and his four kids... Rock up to um, Queensland today. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. There's Could a hint there, there that apparently um, they flew them up or got mm. them there in preparation that this is going to be his last game. Okay. So, yep. um, which I hope for them, you know, if it is going to be his last game, that they do get a win. So, mm. you know, all the stuff that he's copped over the last few years, or probably since he's been playing, really. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, you, you do feel sorry for him in that part, but he's been an absolute, you know, highlight reel for us to watch. Throughout mm, the many years. throughout his career, and you know, whenever you went, went up against Eddie Betts and the Crows or Carlton, 
you're you're always worried that you know he was going to kick a bag and mm. and win the game for his team. So um, Brisbane have just got to do what they got to do, Fitzy, and and um, you know if they can get top spot, that, that'll be good. But yeah. I think they'll be happy with top two and yeah, home final for, anyway. For mine, I read um, you know Paige Cardona, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, she yeah. posted that, um, and, and a lot of people took it the wrong way on Twitter. She posted that this is pretty much Brisbane's grand final to lose. When you think yeah. of it, they've played yeah, at Brisbane yeah. pretty much all year. Yep, yep. They've slept in their own beds. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, they've had haven't had to go anywhere apart from up to the Gold Coast. Yeah, yep. So it's not not massive. Um, you know, they've had everything, whereas other clubs have had to relocate families and and everything and and change what they do and yep, things. And yep. you know, clubs have adapted, clubs haven't. But Brisbane have had the luxury as well as Gold Coast, obviously. But yeah, yeah. You know, yep. Brisbane's list is a bit more advanced than Gold Coast, so. Um, it's definitely Brisbane's, and I agree. I think it's Brisbane's to yeah, I, to lose finishing yep. top two. You got to, yep. you know, if you if you don't make a, at least a prelim, yeah, you'd be. Some I questions would completely asked. agree. Yeah, so. and I would say Paige is probably the uh, the second most knowledgeable analyst after your good self. <laughs> there, and that's a fantastic point. I didn't really think of that actually. This really is Brisbane's grand final lose. Let's call it right now. I know Port Adelaide's been on top for the whole season, but you're exactly right. Brisbane's been going home to their own beds, their own training facilities the entire season. This is the year for them, and if they can't get it done, I mean, you'd be pretty frustrated. And yep. obviously, last season they went out in straight sets. Yep. They're going to probably, well, they will probably most likely be facing a Richmond or a Geelong in their first final. That's going to be a tough ask, but yep. they need to make a statement, don't they? They need to come out, they need to win that final, go to a prelim and get into a grand final, playing in front of a home crowd, which would be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. This is their year, and I completely agree with you there, Gracie. And I just want to rewind very quickly onto Carlton. Do you think the decision of Betts and Simpson to move on has come from the coach, or do you think it's come from the player? Um, I think probably more the coach, but and the direction he wants to go in. Um, yep, yep. Simpson's been around what eighteen years or something like that. It's gonna it's gonna really hurt losing his experience. But mm. I think you've seen in the last couple of years that you know it's starting to get. You know he's sort of struggled a bit, and um, obviously I'm probably referring more to super coach wise. He's still been yeah. quite serviceable down back, that's for sure. And um, his experience will be missed, and any bets he's always going to be a danger around yeah, goal. But yep. You don't want to be like a, I guess, a Hawthorne and leave those stars in too long and then you end up bottoming out again. So yeah. Yeah, you need true. to be getting some of these kids um, yeah. um, in there and, and more regularly. So, mm. um, yeah, they've got plenty of youngsters that will step up and, and take a spot. They'll they'll obviously get a high draft pick again. They'll go to the free agency pool again as well. So, yeah, pick up a few um, players. Yep. Yeah, and they'll, 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 I'm sure they'll be active in the trade market yeah, as well. They usually are. So. so They'll, they'll be okay, I think, Carlton, and, you know, an off-season for Cripps to, to get fully healthy again mm. because, obviously, this year he just wasn't fully fit at all from, mm. from any any games. And the shorter game times probably didn't help Cripps, but, yeah, he just didn't look right at all yeah. throughout the whole year. Yeah, so. and for them to get – even just for them to make the top eight, he needs to be an elite midfielder, yeah. doesn't he? Like, he's got a decent support car. Sam Walsh has been brilliant this year. Oh, yeah. But Cripps needs to be – he needs to be up in the echelon of your Fifes and your Neils and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, your Trent Dumont. So I'm going to throw his name in there. <laughs> you know, he really needs to take that big step up. But there is good – you know, there's good signs from Carlton. And I think it, it might be a bit like when North Melbourne, you know, Petrie and Ferrito and Boomer all moved on that season. And Because I was sure that Eddie Betts had another season to go on his contract. I thought, I'm sure he signed a two-year deal. He does, but I, yeah. I think it's, it could be – maybe it's his decision as well that he yep. feels it's time. Yep. Yep. 
you know, maybe this COVID year's just been too much being yeah, away from family yeah. and he's, he might have just realised that I'd rather spend time with my family. Yeah, so. no, that's a perfectly fine reason. They're both mid-30s, you know, they've got other things they want to do in life, so it's probably a good time to do it. And leave the footy club in a good position too. They've had, you know, even though they're not going to make the finals, they've had a great season still. They've had some amazing games and, yep. yeah, big things to come for Carlton. But uh, we'll go to the last game here, Gracie, and another one that's got ramifications for the top eight. Fremantle taking on the Doggies, and the Doggies are playing some damn good football at the moment. Fremantle is not far behind there in that sort of next group after the, the ninth and 10th placed Demons and Giants. Yep. Dogs need a win, obviously, to sort of sew up their finals chances. But uh, Freo, a chance to steal this one? Absolutely, Fitzy. I think um, there's a lot to like about Freo now that uh, that Hogan's back and, and played a couple of games. Yeah. Walters seems yep. to have gotten over his injury. Um, Fife, as we as I've said the last two or three weeks, you know they're going to get two or three of their best defenders back. Yeah, Sean Darcy's developed again. Um, you know, Darcy Tucker will come back. He's had a pretty good year before he got injured, mm. so. Um, there's a lot to like about Frio and and um, and what they're doing over there. So yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I think next year for them, I think finals, they so finishing around seventh or eighth, yeah, and make that's finals a pass and mark. W- would be um, whether yeah. they win a final. I think making finals would be good, and yeah. if they win one, it'd be a bonus. And the following year, it'd be really pushing because they got some really good kids there with yeah, Caleb Sarong, Brayshaw's yep. taken a massive step yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Um, you know, Mundy's still quite serviceable, so I think he'll he'll get another another year or two possibly, mm. um, depending on injuries. But yeah, they got. Um, you got a lot of things to like about uh, Frio there, so yeah, absolutely. And I've just realised I've skipped over a couple of games on the That's on the right. Sunday, but uh, we'll wrap <laughs> those up in a minute. But yeah, I think I think the doggies should win this one. They looked on fire last week; they were really crisp. And I think you know, and they're the one. And I think you said it last week, or maybe the week before, that if there's any sort of team outside that top four other than maybe West Coast, they're the team to watch, aren't they? They could really make a big dent in September. The way they play, yeah, if they're on, like because they've had some really bad games this year as well, but they could really make a dent in mm. in some. The, the only big, big thing for them is um, McLean going down with that, yeah, with yeah. that injury. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him. He was um, one of their better midfielders a few years ago, and now he's yeah. a bit of a fringe player. But yeah. one thing the Doggies can do is they've got a good list of role players, don't they? And I know uh, Lin Jong's also out. He He's pulled yeah. the pin on the season. So they've got a few injury concerns, but their depth seems to be there. And like they bring in all these young guys, and even like Rourke Smith, you know, he comes in and does a job really well. So that's just the way that they're structured. But you know, if they lose a Bruce or a Bont or even like a Caleb Daniel or, or a key yeah. player, they might be in a bit of strife. But they seem to fill the role players really well, the doggies. But let's just hit rewind a little bit, Grace. We've got a couple of Sunday games to get through. Hawthorne taking on the Gold Coast. Obviously, there's no real effect on the finals in this game, but I did see Sean Burgoyne's coming back for another season. He was arguably their best player last week. <laughs> That's um, concerning that yeah. he's 40 years old or whatever yeah. and dominating yeah. still. Yeah, I um, I wish I could be uh, that old and still be playing professional <laughs> sport. So, uh, but no, he's he's been a, a long-serving player of the game. And he's, yeah, yeah. He's never really had a year where he's been poor mm. and questions have really been asked about his form. Like even this year, he's been when yeah, he's played. Yeah. He's played obviously less games, but. And it'll be the same next year. He'll only play probably 15 games. Yeah. That. yeah so, yep. um, but if he gets you 15 good games, you'll take, take it. One, it. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and look, that's the question about Clarkson that we've, and you, I think you mentioned it last week, is that he doesn't like playing the kids and mm. look where they are on the ladder. Yeah, like yeah that sums it up pretty well. Um, you know, Burgoyne warrants another year, absolutely. Um, but, you know, kids they should have still been producing some other kids yeah. playing and yep. Yep. and getting that taste for them and you know 
there should be some of the guys that they drafted a couple, two or three years ago that at least have 30 games under their belt mm. or 20 games under their belt, which they don't. And, yep, yep. Um, it's just the mould of Clarkson and yeah, the way he is. Yep. And Look, they'll probably go heavy in the trade market. They always do. And look, they are still a destination club because of Alistair Clarkson mm. and he is a successful coach. But um, it's it'll be an interesting off-season. I think they're, they're a long way off from coming back um, yep, for mine. Yep. Um, but it could be, you know three or four players that they had in the right spots that mm. could see them back up there again. Yeah, so. the off-season will be interesting for Hawthorne because I think you'll get a bit of a look into the direction they're going to take because Stratton's already announced his retirement, so is Puapolo, and they're probably pretty obvious retirements. Yeah. No doubt there'll probably be a couple of others. Uh, but obviously, you know, the last couple of seasons they've gone in, you've said it plenty of times, get Wingard, get Sam Frost, get all these sort of, not recycled players, but bringing all these players in because they still are a destination club. But then you look at their team on the weekend, there were a heap of guys in there I didn't even know who they were. You know, yeah. And they've been on the list for more than one season you know look at how Will Day's played Greaves has come in had you know he's had an impact straight away so yeah I think you'll find out a lot about Hawthorne's direction at the trade period just to see who they go after you know if I I mean not that I'm an AFL analyst or anything like that but I'd be trying to trade up to try and get a top three pick if I was a Hawthorne recruiter just to get some real star kids into that team imagine what they're going to learn from O'Meara and and Tom Mitchell and and even Scully these sorts of guys that can bring in a gun midfielder like I think that's what they need so yeah interesting and and what about the, the Suns? I mean, they started off so brightly. They're in 14th spot at the moment. Only won the five games. Would you say this is a pass or a fail or sort of a, a bit of an even season for uh, them? I don't think you could judge the Gold Coast because because of Rao's injury. Mm. Like, we saw where they were with Rao. And um, I know one player doesn't make a whole team, but, you know, he's a pretty big impact yeah, player. Yeah. So, um, like, he's, he's like no other that we've seen um, from the get-go. So... I think next year you just let this year slide by and and move on to next yeah. year. Yep, they'll pick up players. Um, yeah. you know they'll fill a couple of spots that they need to. Yep, you know uh, Wits has been good in the ruck. Um, you know they've had Sexton up forward. Um, you know Greenwood's been he's sensational. Been He'll probably yeah. win their B and F. Yeah, and Miller surprised. Took, took Miller. Miller. He's been massive. he's been so under under gone under the yeah. radar. It's yep. not funny. Um, like they got they got. They, they got guys everywhere, like even Lacocious. Yeah, he's taking a he's, step up. He's been pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, and they've still got guys there that they've drafted in the last couple of years that can step up as well. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, we didn't see much of like Flanders and, and those sort of guys, Sharp and yeah, those sort of true, guys. So, true. Um, there's a lot of talent still there. Um, and, you know, add Rao back into that. So, add Rao in any side, he's going to make <laughs> it. going to be good, isn't it? He'll probably get you another four or five yeah. wins. So, yeah. Um, I, I think. Judge them next year for yeah, mine. Yeah, good call, so. Gracie. I think, and they're going to have a lot of good trade pieces going into the off-season too. Like, Will Brody can't get a game. Like, I'd love yeah. him at North Melbourne. So, they're going to make some good moves, I feel. But that's, you know, Connor Butterick played. He played the whole season until he got injured. And Will Powell's played a lot. A lot of these guys that are just developing along nicely. Like, you know, we keep referring to Jack Henry at Geelong. Like, he's one of the star players now. And they've just kept him in the team. So, and here's, here's one for you. Did you see uh, Matty Rao giving some instruction to David Swallow on the bench the game on the weekend? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was, it was quite <laughs> telling. And uh, here's a here's a yes or no question for you, Matt Rail Supercoach 2021. Yes or no yes. from the start? Yes, because yes. he'll be discounted. Yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> I think him and Dunkley will be nice picks in the midfield, yep. a little bit cheaper on. But uh, now here's the real reason I went to the wrong game, Gracie. I wanted to delay you talking about your boys Geelong, <laughs> who are taking on the Sydney Swans. Uh, where are we playing? Metricon on Sunday afternoon. I'll let you break this one down, but you'd think it should be an easy one for Geelong, but you never know. Should be. And look, Sydney have you know, won some games in the later half of the year that we didn't expect them to win. So, yep. um, you know, beat Giants um, was one. So, 
Um, it's a danger game for sure. Obviously, Sydney want to finish off. They'll play some some guys that are borderline on mm. on fighting for contracts. They've obviously got a few issues off field with um, Elijah, Elijah Taylor. Taylor yep. So whether that's a distraction or not, you probably think they're that professional up there that it won't be. Probably not. Yeah. Um, and Geelong, I think they'll probably put they'll get Gaz back. Selwood will be back for a hit out. Um, Gary Rowan will be back. Yep, yep. And hopefully Reece Stanley. So they're four massive ins for us. Yeah. Um, yep. You saw last week, ruck wise, we weren't too bad with Asava in the ruck. Um, we missed Gary Rowan up forward. Like uh, you, you sort of looked at Richard played well defensively. They mm. double teamed Hawkins yeah, they when they could. Do. But yep. when Hawkins was one on one, he won most of the uh, the contests. So um, it's that, that's the thing. Like that, they just they worked well as a defense. And we just probably didn't move the ball quick enough in yep, the Hawkins. Yep, when we yep. do move the ball quick enough, um, we're we're quite dangerous. So um, it's going to be whether or not you know Scott. And, and as you said, I, I don't think Scott played all his cards. And mm. he even said after the game that you know Richmond they were better. And yep. you know we've yep. got some things to look at and some more things to show. So um, those yeah, four players yep. coming in, like Gaz, is going to be massive coming yeah, back. Huge. So yep. have him across your half forward line, like. Yeah. He could win you a final quite yeah. easily. So I'm going to cut in there. Does Gaz play again next year? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I think it's going to depend on family, his family. Yeah, yeah. Side that's for true. me. Yep. Um, I think Geelong will probably offer him one. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still he can still kick you twenty to thirty goals. Yeah. So, yep. Just whether he's his desire to play and what he wants to do family yeah, wise. Family. So. Would, would you take him on a contract? But say, and he only plays ten games out of twenty two. Um, would you want that filled with like you know Myers getting more games, rowing these guys? Or would I think you take My- Myers will still stay in the side with Gaz. It's 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 probably more like your Lockie Fogarty's. Yeah, yeah. Probably miss yep. out um, for mine. So that that would be the change there is Gaz would come in for for Fogarty. Um, you know Tom Atkins is another one. He'd probably come out for Selwood. So yeah, yep. There's um there's some other guys there that would probably drop out, but like Myers, I don't, I don't think Myers would ever get dropped now. He's a He's a sort of an X-factor mm. player for us where he pops up and he'll kick a couple of goals in a quarter mm. and, and turn the game sort well, of thing. So. that's a good point. And again, to cut you off there, like that then comes down to is Gaz in their best 22 still? And we're not talking now, we're talking yeah. after another off-season, another you know, season in, or off-season in the gym for Myers and these guys. Rowan's been playing really well. They'll draft someone. You know, Brad yeah. Close has shown something. Does he fit into that 22 next season? Be a tough call. He'll be borderline, I think, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I honestly think he would, but um, it's... It's whether you want that depth there and, you know, give Gaz another year. And, like, I know I've said it about Hawthorne, how they haven't given yeah. the kids a go. But yep. we've given guys, like, close a go. Yeah. Um, they've played their few games. Um, even, as we said, Myers. But I don't think Myers would get dropped now. But, like, a Loggy Fogarty's had probably had three to four years now to prove himself. Yeah. He's always, unfortunately, yeah. going to be a fringe player for mine. He's... He doesn't react quick enough, and you saw that on the weekend. He got caught holding the ball multiple times. His awareness just isn't mm. quite there. And I think... The awareness of Gaz, I'd rather have in a game yeah. than a Lockie yep. Fogarty. So. Yeah, that's fair. And you've got um, like Constable and these guys that have shown something that are probably <laughs> next generation if they can forge a spot in that in that roster. But yeah. I think you're probably taking Gaz for 10 games over a lot of those guys for even 20 games, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So um may even depend. Like if they win the flag, I think it'll pull Well, that's true too. Uh, yeah, look, that, that really does. And, and I guess one thing that's interesting, and, and I mean, you're expecting Geelong to, to sort of carry on their merry way, but... You know, I'm sure West Coast won't have any problem getting over North Melbourne, so they really need to win to keep that top four spot. Oh, absolutely. And us, us and yep. Richmond are the, yeah. the same boat. Yeah, so. and we'll talk about the top eight just in a minute. But who would you rather play week one in the finals, Gracie? Port Adelaide being that the game will be at Adelaide Oval or Brisbane at the Gabba? Um, I honestly, 
both are okay for me because we've yeah. beaten them yeah. quite convincingly both times. The only thing you got to worry about is we beat them convincingly, and they'll be very, very on how Richard yeah. beat us. Yep. So um, that's the thing we'd have to play quite well to beat them again. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I, I think we we seem to convincingly beat Port Brisbane. We're in it for the first three quarters, mm. quarter, mm. two and a half quarters. So. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, but I am a big believer. I really think that Geelong's performance last week was simply that Chris Gold wasn't showing all of his cards. I've thought about that a bit, actually, and I yep. reckon that's what it was. And uh, it's not necessarily, you know, they always say, it's a good game to lose at this time of year. I think he was just holding a few things close to him just for when they meet in the finals, if they do. But let's quickly round up the uh, or wrap up the last game of the season, or the regular season, Gracie. Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. Two teams that won't drop out of the top eight, but it could really uh, dictate the structure of the definitely the top two if Port Adelaide lose. Uh, I don't think Collingwood can get any higher than sixth, but you'd expect Port Adelaide to, to continue their form? I think so. I think I don't think they want to risk losing the top spot, so mm. um, I think they've got enough there to beat Collingwood and look, Collingwood beat Gold Coast by what three goals? 20 yeah, points or something yeah, like that. So not convincingly. That doesn't convince me at all. Um, I've been harsh on Collingwood all year, but that's only because you know, previous years, as we've said, they've they've set the, you know, you see supporters say, mm. oh, we've filled Injuries and we've been no worries yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. and yep. all of a sudden they're complaining because they've got injuries. So yeah, I know. Um, it's you know, and look, every club has fans like that, but you know, it just seems to be that that's all you hear. There's excuses yeah, coming yeah. out of out of Collingwood, and you know, we always say there's lots of off-field issues. I think Collingwood won't for me. You know, this is probably a big statement, but I think Collingwood will win another flag with Eddie McGuire as president. No? So, okay. Yep. Um, I think there's just he's too involved with media. President, he's trying to do too much. Um, and it, it just hurts the club. And, yeah, yep. You know, I mean, he probably has a great relationship with Bucks, but, you know, I think at certain stages that, it, you know, that relationship may get tested mm. between I'll those two. So that. yeah. um, that's my big call, but um, they've still got a good list. They'll get side bottom back. Um, Trelaw, he played. He played on the weekend. On yeah, the I think weekend, he was pretty so, solid. Yep. You know, getting him back's been, been good. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then don't know about. Um, Am I thinking of down back? Jeremy Howe? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he... I, I don't think they'd risk him for mm, this game, would they? Not this game, but for finals, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so maybe a couple of big ins to come... Come yeah, back, so. and we did talk about it last week, and I really think the thing for Collingwood is they're missing playing at the MCG with their ninety thousand <laughs> screaming feral fans and whatnot. But playing there every week, yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll be fine. Look, I think I reckon you're actually right on the Eddie Maguire statement. That sort of there's just too many distractions of that club. They're always in the media. There's always something going on. They've got a solid list though. Let, let's not discount that. But you know, it is it is a case of you know guys like um, Sharonberg that should have been playing a lot more games yep. than he has. You know, Quayne Orr's probably taken his spot. But a lot of guys that are so probably would be best twenty two other clubs put it that way they can't really break into it yep. so you know maybe a few question marks there over oh, the off season oh, for me it's it's even guys like Stevenson like he's gone yeah, from yeah. his first year was unbelievable playing in a grand final to he, can't get, he can't get a game yeah. in their best 22 like yeah I don't. Yeah. I just. It's just interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a few phone calls to managers of Collingwood players over the off yep. season, and and this season, and I think reckon we spoke about it before. It's going to really test a lot of teams. Like you know, you say Brisbane's had the. They've gone home to their bed every night. So this season's really going to separate the men from the boys in a lot of ways, and we might see a lot of off season moves just from people being sick of where they are. Who yep. really knows? But yep. that's a that's a great analysis there. I think I'll stick with Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide as well, Gracie. But let's take a look at the top eight, and I really want to get your thoughts on who you think's going to make it, how you think this is going to shape up, right? 
right now, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, Richmond, Geelong, West Coast, Collingwood are obviously going to make it. Uh, and then we've got St Kilda and the Bulldogs sitting in seventh and eighth spot with Melbourne and the Giants sort of breathing down their necks. Give me your analysis of sort of how you reckon this is going to shape up. Um, I think top four stays the same. Doesn't change at all. Yep. Um, so I think we'll see Port, Geelong, Brisbane, Richmond. Yep. Um, West Coast uh, will stay where they are. Yep. Um, and then can Collingwood drop down? To, uh, they can if they lose, yes. So I think St Kilda will jump up. Not that it's going to matter because they'll probably play yep. Collingwood anyway. Um, and Bulldog, can Bulldogs jump Collingwood? Uh, they could, yes. Yep. So I think Bulldogs win. And I think Collingwood dropped to eight. So West yep. Coast, Collingwood, Saints, Bulldogs, and mine. Yep, yep. Now I'm just looking at the uh, the percentage there could really play a part into it. I think I think you're right. I think St Kilda will beat the Giants. They'll jump up to sixth. Sixth. Collingwood in seventh. That's going to be a great qualifying qualifying. What'll it be? Elimination final. Elimination, yeah. uh, Collingwood on against St Kilda. That'll really test both sides. Yep. You know, if they bring a Jeremy Howe back, you know, look out for for Collingwood there. Yep. It's it's probably the Bulldogs here. Obviously, if they win. I suppose they're going to be a game clear there, aren't they? So that probably doesn't matter so much. But if they lose, it's Melbourne or the Giants spot to spot to yep. nab in eighth spot there. Yep. So it's going to be a big test. And you know what's going to? I think what's going to dictate the Bulldog season is your man Jesse Hogan. I think it all it all goes back to him. If he can kick four or five goals, they could be in yep. a bit of trouble. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So Freo's always been the dark horse this year. On yeah, you know, yep. whenever you're coming up against them, um, you just don't know what Freo's going to turn up. And yeah, if it's the good Freo, you're in trouble. Yeah, so. exactly right. Yeah. So you're saying with the top five or top four will say the same. West Coast will have St Kilda, Collingwood and then the Bulldogs rounds out the top eight. Oh, I had Collingwood eighth. Collingwood eighth, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bulldogs will move yeah. up a spot. Yeah. So I think Bulldogs will Bulldogs will do enough to win yep. for mine. I think, you know, you'll see, obviously Bond played well last week, but McRae will step up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Dunkley, you know, um, English, yep. those sort of guys. I think they'll do enough to beat beat Frio and, and, and get seventh. and then, Move up a bit. And then we'll see Collingwood in eighth playing Grand final rematch from yeah. two years ago. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I reckon G's would be satisfying for Collingwood to get flogged in that final, wouldn't it? Or lose to a goal. <laughs> or lose to, with yeah, two exactly to right. Go. <laughs> oh, that'd make me warm and fuzzy inside. But Gracie, thank you very much for joining us again. That inside, I could sit here and listen to you talk for hours, which I often do. Um, it's been fantastic. So next round, of course, there is a bye. So we'll hopefully we'll get uh, Boners or Arthur on to have a bit yep. of a chat about the season. We'll wrap up the Supercoach season a little bit, talk about what worked, what did, and a few players, maybe some prospects for next year uh, that we're going to look at. And obviously, we'll We'll preview the, the finals for the week after. But we'll yep. we'll be here for the whole way through. We might even try and squeeze a live show in. I know we've spoken about that a few times. Uh, maybe, I think the Brownlow and the Grand Final are going to be the same week. So we might even jump in Yeah, I think the Brownlow is going to be done... Uh, it's like, online, I believe yeah, it was. So yeah, so we, we should be able to... Should be able to follow up. We can, I guess, um, make comments on each round, and and we'll, yeah. I mean, we can have the guide up and yeah. say who's going to get votes where and, and stuff, and Definitely. we can always have the stats up and think who will who will get the three votes and yeah, yeah. have our Smokies and yep. and our, I guess you know. Favourite yeah, to win it, which I think everyone's favourite at the moment is probably Lockie Neal. But yeah, definitely. Look, he's had some quiet games in the second half of the year, so yep. it's not if all he, done. If he doesn't win, who do you think is probably the next likely? Oh, it's hard, uh, isn't it? Even like, Bonson Pally's finished the season massive, and you know the umpires love him. He could be. You know who I'm calling? I've put money on him already. Yeah. Travis Boak. Travis Boak, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's been pretty. Top of the table. Yeah, yep. They've definitely. won, you know, how many games they lost? Three? Three games they've lost, yeah. Um, He's been awesome. Yeah, I don't mind The only that. thing that will hurt him is. Uh, Wines has had some big games, so mm. there might be, you know, you might lose some three voters there, yeah, the twos, yep. and, um, you know, even Robbie Gray. Yep. Um, you know, there's been other contributors there. Yeah. Carl Amon might steal some votes. Yeah, He'd okay. been pretty good. Yeah, um, I didn't mind that pick. Is it, you, but you, Travis, Travis yep. Boak, I think I got him at 
Um, what do you get him at? Yeah, you look that up. And I, I think look. the thing for Port Adelaide is you look at when Brisbane win, you have like, you know, Rain has had some big games. Jared Lyons has been unreal yes. this season. McCluggage had some good games. Jared, Jared Berry's, yep. and, you know, you, you think Port Adelaide, you think, well, Boak stands out, Dixon stands out, Wine stands out, Gray, and that's probably yeah. it. So yeah. I don't I got him that. at $13. I've got 10 bucks on okay. him. Okay, what's so. he paying and, at the moment? Uh, my cash out's actually gone up. Has it? So, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Is he, he's probably gone in from that now, I would think. He would have. I could have a look at my other bit I put on was Clayton Oliver, but that was... That's uh, gone yeah, now, yeah, so no, that's fair enough. No chance, but, but I'll have a, I'll have a quick, look yeah, have a quick so. look at that. But as I'm wrapping up here, all of the our back link, our backlog of podcasts, GreyWolfEntertainment.net. We'll be here with you through the finals. It's going to be an interesting race. We've already put the miles on Brisbane. Let's see if they can back it up. Well, there you go. One final word, Gracie. Boke's gone from thirteen to eight dollars. Eight so. bucks. Yeah, so I remember Lockie, Lockie Neal's a dollar twenty-five. I remember so. messaging you early in the season. Lockie Neal was about fourteen dollars to win. I should have put money on him then. But Who anyway, he's third. Uh, Petraka. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he he has he's got a few good and then games. Jack Steele at seventeen dollars. Yeah, like he'd be he'd be up there. I reckon. Yeah. Um, but probably uh, the problem with those guys is that they've lost seven and eight games respectively. Like you know they're not yeah. going to throw too many votes around in those games. Yeah. But it's probably Lockie Neal's to win again. You know another Brisbane player. But it could be interesting at the back end of the season because he has had some quiet games. Yeah. And again we said Barry McCluggage. These guys have played well. So yeah. keep an eye on that. But we'll be back next week. We'll wrap up the Super Coach season. Thank you again, Gracie. It's been a pleasure. Good to be finally back in the studio, eh? Sure is. We'll see you next week. See ya. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.